0: It has been a while since I've been going live, since I've been covering wrestling, but I had to hop on and talk about WWE Night of Champions 2023, which took place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, and live on Peacock. What's up? I'm Fred Rachani. This is the Sports Courier, a.k.a. TSC News, and man, we've got some major breaking news. A lot has happened since the last time we talked wrestling. WWE. Merges with the parent company of UFC to form one super company under Endeavor. That scumbag Vince McMahon is back. The bloodline is or was still going strong. Cody did not finish the story and AEW gets a new TV show. And hey, CM Punk is probably back. But for today, for tonight, we are going to be talking a little bit about Night of Champions. Because we had not one, not two, but three major matchups and man. Something certainly didn't go the way I thought they would. By the way, if you're new here, please consider subscribing. Or if you've been here before, feel free to like and share this recap. This will also be up on all our podcast feeds. But enough of the plugs, enough of the intros. Let's talk about what the hell happened. If you missed it, and I understand because it's a Saturday afternoon during Memorial Day weekend. We just saw the implosion of the bloodline. Now, personally, I would have liked this at, you know, Wrestlemania rather than in a Saturday afternoon pay-per-view. But hey, so here's the deal. Let's start with the main event, right? Which was not a lame event. Roman Reigns, solo Sokoa, taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the unified tag team titles. Fantastic matchup, although... Another ref bump and a bloodline main event. Kind of shades of (laughs) Triple H's main event matches, Jeff Jarrett's main event matches back in the day in TNA. But this one was actually worth it because... We didn't get the usual Solo Sokoa interfering because he was already in the match. We didn't get the Usos interfering, who I thought weren't even allowed to to travel internationally due to their DUIs. But hey, I'm glad they got that sorted out. We didn't have some tomfoolery chicanery that just saw Roman Reigns get the 1-2-3. And by the way, congrats to Roman Reigns on a thousand days as a world champion. No! We had the Usos run in. They beat up KO and Sami Zayn. And they accidentally super kicked Solo Sokoa. Roman Reigns shoved them, jawjacked them, and Jimmy Uso, not Jay, super kicked Roman Reigns. And then, he super kicked him again, while Jay just looked all distraught and everything else, and oh my goodness gracious, this was wild, this was crazy, they left Roman Reigns lane, Roman Reigns was like, in shock, and finally, Solo Sokoa was in the ring by himself, K.O. hit the stunner. Sami Zayn, the pseudo-hometown hero, hit the haluba kick. One, two, three. Unreal. And yes, I get the ethical concerns about an event in Saudi Arabia and all that jazz. However, it's so cool as a Lebanese-American to see a Syrian-Canadian Muslim have his moment in a major debut pay-per-view in a predominantly Muslim and Arab country. Amazing moment. Amazing for Mustafa Ali, too. We'll get to that in a minute, but... My goodness, this was just fantastic stuff. Sami Zayn gets his moment. No, Roman Reigns still doesn't get penned. Still doesn't get submitted. But finally, finally, we get some traction with this Bloodline storyline. Not that it hasn't been great, but I feel like after WrestleMania when Cody Rhodes lost, it was kind of like, all right, like, do we really need another season of this TV show? You know what I'm saying? But... This is a major twist, this is a major turn, and keep in mind, as of right now, Roman Reigns is scheduled to wrestle at Money in the Bank in London, and of course, he is scheduled for SummerSlam, so wow, a lot can happen between now and then, I have just no earthly idea where they go from here though, as far as matchups or anything like that, do they do a tag team match, do they do like a Fatal 4-Way with the Bloodline, do they do a triple threat with the Usos versus Roman Reigns for a world title? Where does Cody fit into all of this? Do they do something with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens? I mean, very, very interesting stuff. And I will say, as, as much as I love seeing Sami Zayn in the main event, and he is a top guy, even though he didn't get the world title, there is a part of me that's like, all right, just like Kevin Owens in the storyline, let's move on a little bit from the bloodline now, shall we? Let's give KO and Sami a legit tag team to feud with. Who? I don't know. Maybe Imperium. You know what I mean? Maybe you form some other, you know, superpowers or, or something amongst heels. I'm not, I'm not sure who off the top of my head. uh. But just something different. But my goodness gracious, this was a moment this was unexpected. I thought Jay, of all people, would be the one to, you know, finally unleash on Roman since they had the history going back to when the bloodline originally formed and during the pandemic and you know, Jay and Roman feuding and wrestling with each other. But no, it was Jimmy who stepped up and you know, I got to say, John Cena talked about this in a recent interview, I believe, with, it might have been with Sam Roberts, if I'm not mistaken. If, if it's not, I'm sorry. But he did speak in a recent interview where he said he likes, he loves what Roman's doing because Roman Reigns is giving the shine to other people, even when he's not there. And, you know, he, Cena kind of downplayed his own impact. I mean, Cena's a legend, of course. But I mean, think about it. This Bloodline storyline has lifted up. And I give credit, by the way, to Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman for this. I don't give credit to Triple H, who just kind of rode the coattails. This storyline has brought out the very best in the Usos. It's made Solo into a star. It took Sami Zayn to the next level. It's kept Kevin Owens more relevant than he's been in years. And Kevin Owens has always been a great performer. But, you know, he's, he's kind of been lost in the shuffle the last few years. So, this has been really cool to see. Especially, you know, coming off of that main event with Steve Austin last year. Yeah, really great. And honestly, it really lifted up Cody, I'd say. Until, you know, Cody lost at WrestleMania. So, man, oh man, we will see what happens. But still... Your Deddy B undisputed tag team champions, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, well worth going out of your way to see. The Mel, hurry, shout out to my homie in London. It was an epic moment to witness. I totally agree. It, w- it was awesome. But hey, it's going to be epic for you and-, and your sister Rita and everybody else to witness Money in the Bank in London. Although, Money in the Bank, I kind of dread these days because while they usually are great pay per views, I usually don't like how they follow everything up, right? Somebody wins, immediate cash in the same night, or they do like some cheap cash in where, you know, even if it's like a baby face, they'll still cash in on the heel in a heel way. Like, I I don't don't know. We'll talk about Money in the Bank in a few, but man, Night of Champions absolutely delivered Uh, some questionable results, though, as far as like the booking and everything. But overall, I think most of the right people won. So let's just start from the bottom here. So Seth Rollins beat AJ Styles in a great WWE world title match to win. The new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. As a long-time fan, uh, first of all, the McMahon Family Crest. I mean, ugh. Like, it, it, I don't know. The McMahon Family Crest, like, on the title. Like, you, you might you might as well put, like, I don't know. Ugh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say anything that's going to be banned from YouTube here. But, like, the McMahon Family Crest. Like, was Harvey Weinstein's not available? Like, ugh, I know. I know they own the company, but, ugh. Like, okay, Wow. It's a world title with a big DDB. It's a nice-looking belt, but I'm just saying, like, you have the big gold belt. You have the rights to the big gold belt. Just bring back the big gold belt. And if you don't want to bring back the big gold belt, bring back, like, the Winged Eagle title or that Attitude Era round DDB Championship or even, like, that black and gold undisputed title that Eddie Guerrero won and JBL held. Like, those are beautiful belts. And instead, you just have—it's a nice-looking belt, but— I don't know. I feel like they could have done much more with it. To be honest, I feel like this has been kind of like a lame duck era of of belts. I mean, it's a little bit better than the Spitter belt, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just getting old. But it has the McMahon family crest. Like that means anything, okay? Give me a coupon of you know Trader Joe's or something with that. And it has uh, a, a, little thing, a little thing honoring Bruno Sammartino. So that's nice. At least it honors Bruno. Big man's whatever. Uh, but still a nice looking belt. Just. They could have done more with it. But Seth Rollins won. Uh, Great match. Unbelievable that AJ Styles is 45 years old. I mean, that that nutrition plan, that skincare plan, all that, whatever plan he's got going for him, it is clearly working. Same with Bobby Lashley. It's unbelievable. We are in an era of wrestling now with better nutrition, with better dieting, with better maintenance, whatever the case may be. More, I guess, you know, hey, it helps making more money than ever before. Where a lot of these guys are wrestling well into their 40s and looking great and feeling great and, and still performing at a high level. So, you know, look, Father Time catches up with everybody. I know AJ nursed an injury, you know, for a few months and everything. Uh, God bless Bobby Roode, who's also in his mid-40s. He's currently going through some neck fusion surgery recovery, and that's going to be a while. He's going to be out the rest of the year. Uh, you know, you never know when Father Time catches up, but I am just really appreciative of guys like, AJ and, and Bobby Lashley and even like guys like you know, Dolph Ziggler who have been around for a while who are able to still perform uh, at a high level. So much respect to them, but great match. Seth Rollins had these like sequin pants and this, I don't know, he looked like he was wearing a giant leopard print scrunchie. My mom liked this jacket, so that was cool. And look, Seth's been carrying Raw the last couple of years. I haven't always been the biggest fan of his heel characters just because they're either just really whiny or... There are a cross between, like, the Joker and the dude from The Big Lebowski. I still don't really know what his character is. I personally prefer the Seth Rollins that existed before he got killed by Bray Wyatt. You know, the one that's just, like, a badass baby face that beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That's my favorite Seth Rollins. But there's no denying this guy's a great worker. I mean, he's been a great worker for more than a decade now. Uh, but there's no denying that this guy has really busted his ass, carried Raw, super underappreciated. I, I think... You know, looking back, like man, the fact they didn't even give him a win over Cody at least once last year, uh, the fact that he kept getting lost in the shuffle, and and you know his job was to get over Austin Theory, who just doesn't have it, in my humble opinion. Uh, it's nice to see him get this belt. That being said, let's keep it real. And this is not to denigrate Seth or anything, but this is just the reality. And even AJ Styles said this in a recent interview. It's kind of a secondary title. And I Honestly, it's kind of like the bronze medal of WWE. It's a great consolation prize. And Triple H came out and awarded set the belt and everything. But think about this. Roman Reigns has the top two titles in WWE. So even if you want to hype this up, this is still the third belt. Like, this is still the third belt. So I, I don't know what happens from here. We'll see. Maybe uh, eventually Roman Reigns gives up one of the belts. Maybe they merge it into one big belt. Who the hell knows? I mean, I kind of like the two titles thing, but we shall see what happens. But hey, don't want rain in the parade. Seth Rollins deserves it he got the job done. Let's see. John Marie says I've been saying this since WrestleMania. Roman did not need to have the belts. Cody should have this. I agree. I, th- I think the Cody and Brock feud hasn't been that bad, although it's been it's got kind of wacky tonight. Like Cody Rhodes has started to go towards like AEW Cody/Super slash Super Cena and it is getting a little crazy. Although at least Super Cena would win every single match and Cody did lose tonight. Uh but <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think Brock versus Cody would have been a great post uh, WWE WrestleMania feud. And instead, there's... Just... Like, here's the thing. Okay, he goes through all these guys, he wins the title. Who does he have to feud with afterwards, right? I mean, I guess it's about the moment. I mean, I-, I don't even know if he necessarily needs a long world title run. I mean, if you if you look at Dusty Rhodes' world title history, Dusty Rhodes only held the belt for a couple months here and there. Uh, but, you know, you-, you don't remember that. You remember the fact that he was a world champion and he was a top star, so... We shall see. Trish beat Becky Lynch in a really good match. Uh, the only thing that really bothered me about this was the fact that this is a match between two generational female talents in Deadly B who broke tons of barriers. And they're just the second match on the card. Like, this should have been at least, like, a really well-hyped Raw main event with several weeks of vignettes. Or this could this should have been a matchup on, like, a major pay-per-view. And this wasn't a major pay-per-view, but, like, a featured matchup on the major pay-per-view. They had a triple main event, and none of the main events were with women. And and that's the thing. Like, you have two amazing talents, and Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley as your world champions, and yet you don't treat them with the same respect that you treat Roman Reigns. Or or even, you know, or Cody. And that's that, to me, is unacceptable, and, and they got to change that. I mean, they've had... Look, there, there's been periods where they have had the women's title be as respected as as the men's world titles. This currently, I, I don't feel like we're we're at that point right now. I feel like Triple H kind of used the women for clout, and now he's kind of like, oh, well, I'm in charge, so whatever. I'll just make him an afterthought, you know. And and, and Bianca Belair is amazing. She had an amazing run uh, as champion and everything, longest of the modern era, I think, longest of all time, technically. Um, besides, you know, Moolah holding a vice grip on that thing back in the day. What a terrible human being she is. Rest in hell. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They don't, I, I just don't, th- I still don't think they give the women enough respect. And it's very clear, you know, in the way they lay out the the shows and, and everything else. And they've got some great prospects too, not just on the main roster, but especially in, in NXT. Like, like they've done a really good job of recruiting in NXT. Tiffany Stratton, hopefully, she'll win the women's title on, on Sunday. She's a, such a star. Got a long ways to go, but she's such a star, you know, in terms of quality, charisma. And she'll get there in the ring. And Roxanne's a, a phenom. So yeah, I would definitely like to see them do right more by the women, especially because they're super marketable. And I mean, come on, man. Like we're at the point now. We're well past the four horsewomen. Like these it they are stars, but it's not, it's just not consistent, right? For every big feud we get, we get silliness like Bianca Belair coming out for a two minute celebration, only to get missed and have to act like her she's blind. Or, you know, Rhea Ripley wins the women's title in one of the best matches in WrestleMania history, and then she immediately feuds with Natalia. And nothing against Natalia, who I like a lot, but I mean, it, you know what I mean? Natalia's like the ultimate placeholder opponent. So, yeah, I, I would definitely like to see them show some more respect to the women. But you know what? This is an ongoing thing. It's never anything with WWE. And, yeah, I don't, I don't foresee it changing anytime soon. Unless it benefits them, right? Like, oh, yeah, well, could, we could do this or, or do that. But anyway, good match. Trish won with some underhanded tactics, courtesy of Zoe Stark, who was hiding under the ring, attacked Becky Lynch, and Becky Lynch was busted open, and then Trish Stratus uh, hit the Bulldog for the win. Stratus faction they celebrated, so this feud must continue. Uh, Gunther defeated Mustafa Ali to retain the IC title. Uh, Mustafa Ali really worked his ass off here, and I've been beating his drum for a long time. He is such a stud, such an awesome dude, and you know he, he's spoken out a lot about social justice issues. He comes off as such a nice guy, super marketable, got an incredible ovation, and yes, he's Muslim and obviously it's going to help when you're in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, but this guy's had star quality for years. I just think man, like he should have been a way bigger star than he than he currently is right now. And you know, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson had the right idea working with him in 2019. And you know, hey, I'm fine. I was fine with Kofi Mania and everything, but man, they really should have done a better job of protecting Ali after that Brian feud, and it said it's been up and down, up and down. I have a feeling he's just going to sink back down in the card here, but he really showed once again why he should be a main eventer. Fantastic talent. But Gunther retained, in, hey, I'm glad Ali at least got the moment. I, the only thing I didn't like was they, they could have given Ali that moment like Zelina Vega had, where even though she lost to Rhea Ripley, she still got a standing ovation. So that would have been nice. But otherwise, as much as I like Ali, as biased as I am, Someone who's also Middle Eastern. At the end of the day, Günther—it's Günther's time. And realistically speaking, Günther should break Hockey Talk Man's IC title record. I mean, sorry, it's honk. Screw Hockey Talk Man. Like Günther's, Günther's generational. He's—he's got to break all the records. And yeah, you—I you, think you got to strap him up at some point. He's got to be the next world champion eventually. Eventually, maybe not next, next. But let's just say Cody beats Roman or whatever babyface beats Roman. I think Günther is—is like the perfect guy um, after that. Okay, Asuka beat Bianca Belair to win the women's title. Also a really good match, uh, but man, I I did not expect the finish because Asuka always loses big matches. And in this match, instead, Asuka had the mist on her hands, clawed Bianca's eyes, pinned her 1-2-3. Did not expect that, but good match. And I was going to say this feud must continue, but I, I guess now... This is so confusing. They didn't do a belt swap after a draft with uh, Rhea and Bianca, because Bianca was the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown, and Rhea's the SmackDown Champion on Raw. Confusing, right? So, Bianca loses, she's gonna stay on SmackDown, so Asuka's gonna stay on Raw, right? Question mark? While Rhea destroyed Natalia. This was was like a joke of a match. I think it lasted like a minute or two. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe they were strapped for time. Not that this needed to go that long, but geez, this felt like one of those like divas' eras matches. Kind of disappointing to say the least. And yeah, I guess Rhea's staying on Raw as the SmackDown Women's Champion. I I don't get it. I don't get it. They should have had they should have had these these ladies lose the titles before the draft, so it would make more sense. I don't know. Whatever. Brock versus Cody. Brock Lesnar beat Cody after Cody passed out in the Kimura. They gave Cody a lot of offense here. He was using the broken arm cast as a weapon. They said it was made of titanium steel and kryptonite and all this other crap. And Zonite, you know, from Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. And Cody fought on, hit a bunch of crossroads. Both guys kicked out of uh, their respective finishers. Cody was in the Kimura for a comically long time. I mean, this was so long that even John Cena started to giggle. And Cody eventually got to her ropes. Which is weird because this was supposed to be a fight. So I don't know why there were like rope breaks and DQs here. But eventually, Brock, the Kimura, Cody passed out. I have no idea where to go from here with Cody. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume he wins Money in the Bank. And I think it would make I know there's been reports of possibly Cody versus Roman at next year's WrestleMania, which for the love of God, do not drag this out to next year's WrestleMania. Uh, I think, well, okay, here's what I would do since you did this finish, if you hired me as the booker tomorrow after this all happened already, I would have Cody win Money in the Bank, call a shot against Roman Reigns, maybe even grab the briefcase and stop Brock from grabbing the briefcase. Like, put both of them in the match, and Cody gets, like, a visual win over Brock and Money in the Bank. And then, when Cody uh, beats Roman Reigns... And then I have Cody beat Roman Reigns, excuse me, at SummerSlam, after some tomfoolery, maybe with Solo Sokoa, whatever. And, And then... What I would do from there is have Cody defend the title one more time against Brock, the rubber match, do that, and then you could do Survivor Series and then go into Royal Rumble or something with Cody versus Gunther and, and see what happens from there. Or you could always just give it back to Roman, which, hey, you could have done that anyway, but you know they want to hit the 1,000 days, so you hit the 1,000 days. Congratulations. But I really think Cody should have won at WrestleMania, and I think Cody should get the title soon because if he doesn't, you're gonna Lex Luger him, and if you kids are young are too young to know that what that is, it's like. Imagine B not pulling the trigger, on Ryback, Wade Barrett, Braun Strowman, and Cody, combined, and multiply that by like ten. It's like is it okay? Imagine if Daniel Bryan never won the world title, or if Batista never beat Triple H at WrestleMania. It was kind of that equivalent with Lex Luger. He had a chance to win the world title. He didn't. They wanted to drag it out to WrestleMania. And then, lo and behold, Bret Hart got more over. And Bret Hart ended up becoming the world champion. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't see any. Here's the thing. I don't see any top face, top good guy surpassing Cody right now. But it, you know, it could it could happen. You never know. Things could happen. I'm not sure who right now. Uh, I mean, Montez Four to me has so much star quality, but it looks like they're going to keep the street profits together for a while. Uh, Biggie would be a great candidate, but Biggie's still out with that devastating neck injury, and he's getting older, and you, you just don't know his future right now, and it, it's tough to tell. I mean, otherwise, in terms of guys that haven't been in in the mix too much for the world title or haven't even been a world champion yet, I mean, La Knight, La Knight's really good, and Belly Knight's also not getting any younger. It's like if he's like forty, I mean, he's a young forty, he looks great, but. Yeah, I mean, Cody, I think Cody by default can still be the guy. And look, he's already proven to be a needle mover and everything, even without the world title. But they, I think SummerSlam is the deadline here. Anything past SummerSlam and and you're really risking a lot of fan resentment, in my opinion. And then, of course, as I mentioned, the main event, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beat Roman Reigns and Solis Lacoa to retain the undisputed tag team title. So overall, fantastic stuff here. Fantastic stuff. Really good. Really, really good. Uh, Mel says Ali deserves more and he is brilliant. He should be dealt a better hand, needs a better story. I totally agree. Totally agree. Even if it's at the US title level because let's keep it real here. Who wasn't on this card? Austin Theory. Austin Theory is no good. He's just not. He's just He's just. He's just not. He just does not have it. And I know people say, well, he'll eventually get it. And he Look, he's a proficient worker but he's like boringly proficient. Like I look at guys like, and I know Ricochet isn't the best on the mic, but you look at a guy like Ricochet you look at a guy, like, honestly, even the dudes in Imperium, like, Ludwig Kaiser's great, uh, Fabian Eichner, what's that? Giovanni da Vinci, looks like a, I mean, the guy looks like a star, he, he works really well, he's super underrated, like, and of course, Gunther, like, any of those three guys, and I, I know they have big plans for Gunther, but, like, Kaiser and, and da Vinci, like, 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 those guys are super talented, and, like, I would rather give Giovanni that Austin Theory push, honestly. You know, I mean, I look at NXT as well, like Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Trick Williams, if he gets better in the ring, like, my goodness, that guy could be money. F- Wesley, oh my, Wesley is freaking awesome. He's been consistently maybe the best all round performer in NXT for Lord knows how long now, since he's held the North American title. Like, man, there's so many, like, really talented cats. And meanwhile, you got Austin Theory, who's like, I don't know, he he's all right. Like, he's all right. You know what I mean? I feel like he'd be he'd have been really big in like 2003, That's it's like a different era now. And you need and you need more than just to be boringly proficient in the ring. Yeah, and yes, he's a safe worker and all that. But you look at a guy like Jay White in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling and the kind of heat that he got and the connection with the crowd he had and the fact that he held his own against a lot of legends, whether aging or still in their primes, like Okada. And you look at Austin Theory, who, and I know John Cena's older and. You know, probably had other things on his mind at WrestleMania, like promoting Fast X. But that was not a good match at all. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like Theory's just flunked every test so far. But hey, they're going to keep pushing them, and they're bound to determine. So whatever, they're idiot-proof. Just crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, just a few quick notes here. Um, by the way, Fightful Select reports that Jordan Grace, who's the former Impact Wrestling Knockouts champion has become a free agent. We'll see where she goes. I, I think I can see her in ROH or AEW. I think, I think they definitely uh, need to strengthen their women's roster. AEW, of course, has their Double or Nothing pay-per-view coming up within the next uh, 24 hours, and that could be a good show, although not really feeling the world title main event. I, I think it's very clear MJF is significantly above all those guys in, in Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara. My God, if there was ever like a case to be made for a promo class that NXT has... Or, or any kind of acting class, which by the way, full disclosure, I take acting classes, nothing wrong with that. Or speech and diction classes, which by the way, I've also taken, nothing wrong with that. Uh, man, it is it is the promo work of Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy, just brutal, brutal. But looking for a Double or Nothing, should still be pretty good, but yeah, gonna, gonna be a tough night. Gonna be a tough night, because they're gonna be going up against NXT, which looks to be really good with uh, Tiffany Stratton going for the women's title with Broadbreaker and Carmelo Hayes, too. Even though the heel-face dynamic's kind of weird because Carmelo won as a heel, but now he's a face. Uh, I don't know. Should it still, should still be a good match. And uh, Dragunov versus Dijak should be an incredible matchup. I just love Ilya Dragonoff. He's unreal. But I always worry about South after the match. He's always got, to, like, hamburger meat for a chest. And, uh, whew, what else do we got going on? Oh, yeah, of course, the Succession finale, which I, I think will really hurt. Double or nothing, but hey, we'll see what happens. Maybe CM Punk will appear at the end. But overall, I got to say, in terms of Night of Champions, massive thumbs up. And overall, as a wrestling fan, look, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. There's a lot of wrestling on TV right now. AEW is at least getting more money for Collision. I have not been enamored with the creative on both AEW and WWE. In fact, I'm still continuing the trend of mostly just watching. The pay-per-views for WWE. AEW is only like wrestling product I try to keep up with week to week. Although NXT is a pretty easy watch for me. Uh, but yeah, I mean look, it, they're WWE's heading into money in the bank. Things are gonna pick up. Then all of a sudden it's gonna be SummerSlam season. Things are gonna pick up. Uh you know, look, W's hot right now. AEW, mm-hmm. not not so much right now, but look, they they practically sold out Wembley Stadium. They're gonna get an insane crowd, what, 50, 60,000 people at least? So that's great for them, and they do have a new TV show coming up, which is great for them. In Collision, ticket sales not so hot, but hey, if they add Kenny Omega, maybe if they could entice uh, Bret Hart to make an appearance or something. And of course, if they actually bother to promote CM Punk ahead of time, which I think they should, uh, you know, I, I think things will improve there. We'll we'll see what happens. This is gonna be an interesting summer. I mean, look, both companies I think are doing all right, all things considered, but. yeah, it, it is tough when you're number two. But look, AEW, I think, is poised for some big things once Forbidden Door comes around, once they get away from this disastrous pay-per-view build up with Double or Nothing. And once CM Punk finally comes back, no matter how you feel about him, the guy's a star, we shall see. But I want to hear from you. What do you think about this crazy weekend in wrestling? What did you think about Night of Champions? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Who's next for Roman Reigns? Let me know. Leave a comment below. If you enjoyed this update, like, share. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and all major podcast platforms to stay up to date on all things wrestling. We'll be back with some more exclusive interviews and everything else. I had to take a little break. Went to the UK myself. Unfortunately, could not stay for Money in the Bank, but had a a nice uh, mental break. I appreciate all the support from you guys. Shout out to everybody who watched live, including... Mr. Loki, Mel, and John Marie and the Sex Machine. Alright, well, thank you for your support, Sex Machine. Until next time, everybody. As always, enjoy the matches, and congrats to my guy, Sami Zayn.